Shepherd Wood Thrush Woods. Suddenly, a shuff of boots on sand snatched her awareness from the interplanetary atmosphere back to the valley floor. Michael! She had been careless. While her attention had been occupied by the ship, Michael had drawn nearly abreast of her position. Now she had mere moments in which to act. Scrambling to her feet in the dune's soft sand, she hurled herself down into the shadowed canyon, a tolerable twelve-foot drop that would give her the momentum she needed to overcome her brother's advantages in size and weight. But in her haste she misjudged her leap, landing instead in a thorny gorosh shrub halfway up the canyon's far wall and earning a painful scratch on her head. She cursed enthusiastically in English and Martian as she struggled to free herself from the shrub's thorns and sticky, acrid-smelling sap. "'Heavens, dear sister!' Michael laughed, breathing hard from his run. Such language! He doubled back in order to aid her in extricating herself. But Arabella had not given up on the game. She held out her hand as though for assistance, and as soon as he grasped it, she pulled him down into the shrub with her. The thorny branch that had trapped her snapped as he fell upon it, and the two of them rolled together down the canyon wall, tussling and laughing in the sand like a pair of tourith pups. Then they rolled into a patch of moonlight, and though Michael had the upper hand, he suddenly ceased his attempts to pin her to the ground. "'What is the matter, dear brother?' Arabella gasped, even as she prepared to hurl him over her head with her legs. But in this place there was light enough to see his face clearly, and his expression was so grave she checked herself. "'You are injured,' he said, disentangling himself from her. "'Tis only a scratch!' she replied. But the pain when she touched her injured scalp was sharp, and her hand, when she brought it away and examined it beneath Phobos's dim light, was black with blood. Michael brought his handkerchief from his Tuchong pocket and pressed it against the wound, causing Arabella to draw in a hissing breath through her teeth. Lie still, he said, his voice quite serious. Is it very bad, then? He made no reply, but as she lay on the cool sand, her breath fogging the air and the perspiration chilling on her face, she felt something seeping through her hair and dripping steadily from the lower edge of her ear, and the iron smell of blood was strong in the air. Michael's jaw tightened, and he pressed harder with the handkerchief. Arabella's breath came shallow, and she determined not to cry out from the pain. And then Gemma appeared, slipping silently from the shadows, the subtle facets of her eyes reflected in the starlight. She had, of course, been watching them all along, unobserved. Her capabilities of tracking and concealment were far beyond anything Arabella or Michael could even begin to approach. "'You leapt too late, Tutucha,' she said. A Tutucha was a small, inoffensive herbivore, and Gemma often called her this as a pet name. "'I will do better next time, Itchalia,' Arabella replied through gritted teeth. I am certain you will. Michael looked up at Gemma, his eyes shining. It's not stopping. Without a word, Gemma knelt and inspected the wound, her eye stalks bending close and the hard, cool carapace of her pointed fingertips delicately teasing the matted hair aside. Arabella bit her lip hard. She would not cry. This is beyond my skills, Gemma said at last, sitting back on her haunches. You require a human physician. 
At that, Arabella did cry out. No, she exclaimed, clutching at her at Halia's sleeve. We cannot. Mother will be furious. We will endeavor to keep this from her. The pain of Dr. Fellows's needle as it stitched the wound shut was no worse than the humiliation Arabella felt as she lay on a cot in her father's office. From the shelf above father's desk, his collection of small automata looked down in judgment. The scribe, the glockenspiel player, and especially the dancer, still given pride of place though it no longer functioned, all seemed to regard her with disappointment in their painted eyes. Her father, too, she knew, must be horribly disappointed in her, though his face with its high forehead and shock of grey hair showed more concern than dissatisfaction. Though no tears had fallen, his eyes glimmered in the flickering lamplight, and when she considered how she had let him down, Arabella felt a hot sting of shame in her own.